Thank you for listening. The theme for today is humanizing your brand and knowing your target audience. I've got an article from John Hall on why your brand credibility depends on the quality of your content, social media listening versus social media monitoring, what is the difference and how to do it, and the VetBro beverage wars heat up. Veteran-owned coffee companies are trying to be the Starbucks of the political right. The date is Sunday, July 18th, 2021. The time is uh, about 10 p.m., and you're listening to episode number eight of Communicate for Effect. You're listening to the Communicate for Effect podcast, covering the strategies and tactics of digital communication. This is the place for a quick weekly download of news, tips, and information to help you become a more effective digital communicator. Now, here's your host, Mike Nicholson. So I spent a little time updating my site this week. Um, It's a work in progress, much like this podcast, but I had an aha kind of moment earlier this week, and I'm looking to refine my own target audience for both the website, supporting sites, and this this podcast. I'll I'll get into this a little more at the end after I talk about the, the vet bro beverage wars. So John Hall had an article on Forbes titled, Why Your Brand Credibility Depends on a High-Quality Content Strategy. Now he says, quote, whether your company is trying to build a following, spotlight its offerings, or increase profits, everything you create should be done in the name of brand credibility. When you do this, he says, it gives you four positive results. First one, it builds brand recognition. To do this, you need to optimize your content via SEO techniques, you know, use landing pages, keywords, basic inbound marketing techniques. If you look at the at my site structure on 46self.com, and, and I spent a while trying to figure out how to structure it, I have operations section as being, you know, inbound website, social media marketing, email marketing, advertisement, SEO, digital PR. These these are the essential digital comms items for building your content and, and your brand recognition. So the second thing he says in his article is that it fosters brand trust. Quote, as people engage with your content, they get to know your brand better. Blog posts, videos, informational pages, or unique details about your products and services are all examples of content that can help tell your brand's story. End quote. I will add that it can foster brand trust or it can hinder brand trust depending on how you approach it. Uh, I'll get into this more in the third segment. Uh, Third, he says it increases your audience. The more people talk about your brand, share your brand, reference it, the more well-known you become, the more engagement, you know, the bigger the following. And fourth is it humanizes your business. For this section, he's really talking about corporate social responsibility and and uses the Patagonia clothing company and its environmental efforts as an example of humanizing a business. I will say that in addition to CSR type programs, you can choose to humanize your brand on your social media accounts, your emails, and how you engage and interact with your potential customers or clients. You know, are, are you being robotic and scripted all the time 
or, you know, can you tell that there is a human being behind the tweets, you know, the emails, the various communication exchanges that represent the company? Anyway, I'll put a link to his article in the notes. On July 15th, I wrote an article titled Social Media Listening and Monitoring. What is it and how you do it? Social listening and monitoring are crucial to your business's reputation, you know, even if you don't have a strong presence on social media. If you aren't telling your story, someone else will, and you know you may not like the story that they're telling. Uh, there may also be lots of online conversations going on about your company, you know, some true and some maybe not so true. And if you don't know about them or ignore them, it can hurt your company's reputation. So ignorance may be bliss, but it can also hurt your bottom line. So on this, social listening is when you are a passive participant. You're just listening to the various online conversations, gathering information, data, intelligence. Uh, you are gaining insight into what people are saying about your company, about your competitors, and really about your industry. Social monitoring is when you're an active participant in the conversation. This is when you decide to engage. You know, you're actively seeking out mentions and conversations, and you're looking to be a part of the conversation. You, know, you can provide thank you type of comments, you know, thanks for your input, we'll try and do better, correct the record, you know, any number of activities to get your company's brand into the different conversations. In the, the previous segment, when the author was talking about, you know, humanizing your company, this is really where I think you have the potential to, to humanize your company. So how do you do social listening and monitoring? Um, well, you, you start by using tools like Hootsuite, Brandwatch, Mention, Sprout Social, and you, you set up criteria for those tools to monitor the various social spaces. You know, hashtags, names, common misspellings and, and variations of a name, influencers. And you do this for your brand, for your competition, and for your industry. Now, most of these tools, you know, the Hootsuites and the Brandwatch and everything, they, they set it up a column on screen for each phrase that you enter so that any mention of those phrases, they'll, they'll trickle down in the column and you just need to monitor them. I think they also have, you know, email alerts available, you know, like, uh, like your Google alerts. Now, if you're new to this area, you know, have a chat with your team, you know, however big your team is about how you want to go about doing this. Um, decide what you want to listen for and for monitoring, decide when you want to engage, you know, ask what are the typical scenarios that you'll want to respond to, you know, how often, what is your tone, you know, how human do you want your company to come across online when discussing tone or deciding on tone, I'll say that, you know, being controversial and snarky from a company account. It can drive social engagement, but it can also limit your potential customers, which which this is an excellent segment, you know, segue into today's segment number three. So this week I saw lots of articles and comments on what I'm calling the vet bro beverage wars. I, I think it started with a New York Times article uh, titled 
can the Black Rifle Coffee Company become the Starbucks of the right? Uh, the article says, you know, the company doubled its sales last year by leaning into America's culture war. And it's also trying to distance itself from some of its new customers. You know, it, it's the New York times, so it's behind a paywall. Uh, so I, I can't read the entire, you know, the entire article, but there are a number of related articles on other sites on the same topic. The link I'll provide in the notes is from the business insider article. Um, Black Rifle Coffee, Coffee Company was started uh, by a military veteran, Evan Hafer, in 2014. He says he started as a pro-military, pro-law enforcement, and anti-hipster company. So it employs about 530 people, many of whom it says are reservists, military veterans, and military spouses. Uh, I, I was stationed at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. Uh, I think when they opened up uh, what I think was their first physical store, and, and they now have stores in Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Utah. Uh, so its coffee product lines include, which got, they got uh, Freedom Fuel Coffee, Liberty Roast, and the AK-47 Espresso. If if you look at their marketing, it's heavy on, you know, military guns, the American flag. Um, it, it's not only selling coffee, it, it's selling the, the vet bro lifestyle. You know, and it seems to be working for them. Um, they're not the only veteran-owned company that does this. I, I see a bunch of these companies on, on Mill Twitter. You know, you've got military java group java jarhead ranger coffee invader coffee you know 11b 11 bravo which is an infamy uh, uh 11 bravo coffee um task and purpose just did an article and review on armed forces brewing company that is owned by a veteran you know selling beer from my perspective they're all using the same visual style right the same marketing techniques targeting the same types of people uh, in the first article today when the author was talking about humanizing your brand you know these companies have humanized their brand you know as a consumer what side of the political spectrum the company's on it has a you know has a typical imagery of guns ammo you know, meat trucks flags you know they're all they're all using capital letters and black and white logos etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah, that is a method. And for some of these companies, it is a, it's a winning method. Um, they have their target audience down. They know who they're marketing to, but they also know who they are alienating. You know, they know, or, you know, at least they should know that there's a big chunk of the population that is not going to be buying, you know, products from them. And they're totally okay with that. Uh, there are a lot of other companies, you know, not just veteran beverage companies that are, supporting social and political issues with their brands you know for example you know those companies that support some of the traditional left-leaning political issues know that they are probably alienating a, a different segment of the population you know th there's a group of people in the u.s that will not buy your product if your company openly supports you know environmental environmental issues or gay rights or, or gun control so it, it's interesting to watch from purely a, a marketing perspective how these companies on both sides of the spectrum kind of double down on their target audience uh, 
They sell the lifestyle and then they sell their products. This, this brings me to something I mentioned at the beginning. You know, I was making some changes to my site this week. When I republished my, my blog site, I, I kind of sort of knew the direction I wanted to go, but I, I didn't have everything figured out. Um, some aspects I wanted to nail down, like, like my site structure I mentioned before. Other aspects I was okay with just getting started and letting it you know come to me, kind of like this podcast. I decided this week to focus my site entirely on entrepreneurs out there and providing them information on how to digitally market their businesses. So entrepreneurs, you know, were they're the military veterans and spouses that have left service and have decided to become entrepreneurs. Um, when I w- when I was still active, I I seemed to get questions from those who were you know, not in my career field, obviously, about how to do all things public relations and marketing because they were considering starting a business when they got out of the the, the army. You know, how to start a website, social media, YouTube, et cetera. My perspectives on the communication field are a mix of my my lengthy military service, downrange experiences, and, and what I learned from the private sector. So I, I'm I'm just going to embrace the fact that I'm a mix of both. So same content, same information, but I'll be speaking more to the veterans out there that are looking to start a business or already have started a business and need some help on the calm side of running a business. So one, uh, just a final note on branding. So not every veteran owned business wants or needs to embrace this vet bro culture. I know vets that love that culture and vets that absolutely hate it. Depending on your business, your product, you know, your location, that may be the right move or it may be the wrong move for the success of your business. Um, there are some, you know, these are some of the things I'll, I, I'll try and dive into in addition to providing, you know, information in a familiar framework as I do currently on my site, Intel, plans, ops. You know, I, I plan, prepare, execute, and assess the digital comm strategy. I do lessons learned, and I repeat the process, integrating those lessons learned so I, we can can get better. So I'll, I'll, I'll be working on some more tweaks to my site on the social sites, which you may see over the coming weeks. So uh, more to follow on this. And that's a wrap for number eight. If you have any questions or comments for me, just go to 46alpha.com and shoot me a note on the site. You can also subscribe to the last 24 daily news summaries and also you know, follow my Flipboard magazine if you want to find more articles on digital comms, marketing, and technology. I'm Mike Nicholson. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Communicate for Effect, a 46 Alpha podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to receive your podcasts. You can find all this and much more at 46alpha.com.